Sanford Health and Fairview Health Services call off their planned merger. North Carolina's governor sets a date for Medicaid expansion as the fight over the state's budget continues. And CMS officially releases Medicaid redetermination data as of April. It's Tuesday, August 1st. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson, and this is Just Healthcare Daily, where you get the headlines in health business and policy news in 10 minutes or less. Sioux Falls, South Dakota-based Sanford Health and Minneapolis, Minnesota-based Fairview Health Services have called off their proposed merger following multiple delays and pushback from some Minnesota state lawmakers. In announcing the decision, Sanford Health CEO Bill Gasson said, quote, The significant benefits we identified for a combined system with Fairview Health Services compelled us to exhaust all potential pathways to completing our proposed merger, end quote. However, Gasson said without the support of certain Minnesota stakeholders, Sanford determined it was in its best interest to discontinue the process. Gasson did not specify who those stakeholders were in his statement. The deal has faced a number of hurdles since the two systems announced their plans to merge back in November. In February, they announced that they would push back their planned closure date from March 31st to May 31st. Later in April, they announced the closure date had been postponed indefinitely after Minnesota Attorney General Keith Ellison's office requested more time to review the proposed agreement. One issue that came up throughout the process had been the status of the University of Minnesota Medical Center, a teaching hospital, which Fairview acquired in 1997, and the potential impact the merger could have on its academic mission. And in May, Minnesota state lawmakers passed a bill that more tightly regulates health care mergers in the state in order to prevent deals that could create a monopoly or substantially reduce competition. The law expanded the power of the state attorney general's office to oversee these transactions. Had the two systems finalized their merger, it would have created a 58-hospital system spanning across North Dakota and Minnesota and employing around 80,000 people. The two organizations had previously planned to merge back in 2013, but called off negotiations amidst similar resistance from Minnesota officials. In other Midwest merger news, Duluth, Minnesota-based Essentia Health and Marshfield, Wisconsin-based Marshfield Clinic Health System signed an integration agreement last week after announcing they were investigating a possible merger back in July. If that deal goes through, it will create a 25-hospital system spanning North Dakota, Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Michigan's Upper Peninsula. North Carolina Governor Roy Cooper's administration announced last Wednesday that the state is moving forward with its Medicaid expansion plan, even though its General Assembly has yet to approve the funding for it. The anticipated start date for the state's expanded Medicaid program is October 1st, according to a statement from the North Carolina Department of Health and Human Services. That department received permission from the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services to move forward with the 
required public notices for beneficiaries, counties, and providers while it waits for action from the General Assembly. In March, members of North Carolina's House of Representatives passed House Bill 76, or Access to Healthcare Options, with bipartisan support. However, lawmakers included a caveat in the bill stating that expansion cannot go into effect until a new state budget for the 2023-2024 fiscal year is approved. So far, a budget has not been passed and the fiscal year began on July 1st. The House is currently adjourned through August 7th and the state Senate is also off. The planned launch will require state lawmakers to either decouple Medicaid expansion from the state budget or pass a budget by September 1st. State health officials said that by starting the process now, they can reduce the lead time needed to implement the program from between 90 to 120 days after the legislature gives its final approval to 30 days. But if lawmakers miss the September 1st deadline, Medicaid expansion would be delayed until December 1st or later. Expanding Medicaid eligibility has long been a goal of Governor Roy Cooper, a Democrat who is term limited and will leave office in 2025. Republican State Representative and Senior Chair of North Carolina's Appropriations Committee, Donnie Lambeth, told Politico that the governor knew the risks associated with the deal and should not have signed the law if he was uncomfortable with the compromise. Lambeth also told a local Fox television affiliate that he expects lawmakers to finalize a budget this month. North Carolina would become the 40th state to expand Medicaid eligibility. It's estimated that around 600,000 more North Carolinians will be eligible for Medicaid once expanded. The Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services released data for the first time related to the unwinding of the Medicaid continuous coverage requirements that were put into place during the COVID-19 pandemic. The data released last Friday includes information from April, the first month that states were able to begin the redetermination process. This data includes information from only 18 states that had completed at least one set of renewals by the end of April. According to CMS, in those 18 states, around 2.2 million people on Medicaid went through the redetermination process. Of those, more than 45 percent had their coverage renewed, either through automatic renewals or because they were determined to still be eligible for coverage. More than 32 percent had their coverage terminated and 22 percent of renewals were pending. Of the people who lost coverage, around 7 percent were determined to be ineligible and nearly 80 percent lost coverage for procedural reasons. States are required to submit monthly reports about activities related to eligibility renewals, call center operations, and transitions to marketplace coverage between April 1st of this year and June 2024, according to the agency. CMS said it expects to release data on a monthly basis, with monthly releases expected to continue until all data is reported for months through next June. Full data on individuals who are transitioning from Medicaid and CHIP to marketplace coverage is expected to be available beginning this fall. 
Until CMS released the April data, stakeholders have relied on information that states have decided to publicly share about the renewal process. According to KFF, around 3.8 million Medicaid enrollees have lost coverage as of July 31st, based on the most current data from 39 states and the District of Columbia. The think tank reports that there is a wide variation in disenrollment rates across reporting states, ranging from 82 percent in Texas to just 8% in Wyoming. A coalition of 35 patient advocacy groups, including the American Cancer Society and the American Heart Association, wrote in a joint statement that they appreciated CMS's release of the data, but also urged the Biden administration to do more to address coverage losses due to the unwinding. The groups called for monthly data reports to be released more quickly and for the Department of Health and Human Services to require corrective action plans for states that do not meet federal requirements, as well as suspend terminations for procedural reasons. Last month, CMS said it was requiring some states to pause their eligibility redetermination process for Medicaid and CHIP enrollees in an effort to slow the number of people losing coverage for procedural reasons. Federal officials said last month that so far, around a half dozen states have been identified as having had an issue with procedural disenrollments and have been required by CMS to pause these, as well as reinstate individuals or make other fixes. The agency also said it was monitoring several other states to determine if they are in violation of Medicaid rules. This is Just Healthcare Daily. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please leave us a rating or a review. It helps other listeners find the program. You can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news at justhealthcare.com. You can also get these insights emailed directly to your inbox when you subscribe to our newsletter, The Weekly Gist. The GIST Healthcare podcast is an independent production of GIST Healthcare, a Kaufman Hall company.